Hello and welcome to another podcast from the never on time and always never know when she's going to be able to get a podcast out, The Practical Medium, and I am Michelle, your Practical Medium. Um, honestly, I did try to keep on time with this week, but a couple of things happened. One of them is that I couldn't get the flow going earlier this week like I wanted to. And uh, so I abandoned the attempt and went back for it the next day. And while it was going better, I am still kitten-sitting the flaming turd on wheels known as John Boy Walton. And he lost his shit, basically, because I wasn't paying attention to him. He's a real great cat, I tell you. And most of the time he's nice and he's sweet, but there are times when he just loses it and takes it out on everything around him. So I'm trying to do a podcast, and I'm talking in the microphone, and I've got the flow kind of working, and then next thing I know, he's destroying something in another room, and I have to stop and get up multiple times. And I figured, you know what, this just it's just not the night. So I couldn't get back to it until tonight being, you know, the date that this will be published, which is 2-13-2020 on a Thursday, because why not mark the date? Um, but anyway, so he's quiet. It's quiet, although the noise in the background is my trusty heater because it's really freaking cold outside right now. Yeah, so February in Chicago seems to be when we get all the winter packed into one month. One short month, too. Anyway, on that note, um, since I have been taking requests, I have a request from Kem. He's asked me to do this topic... Um, it's, it is, and I'll, I'll say before I get into it, that this is a bit of um, a cautionary tale. And it is, the topic is, don't worship the dead. And normally I try not to be too dictative, but this is him at bringing this up, and this is something I do encounter, um, that people turn the the deceased into you know something that they were never in life, so you have a, you have a relationship between a couple that was um, not the greatest, and one partner dies, and the other partner you know over time starts thinking that the person who died is well. They forget about all of the um, the assholishness or the the crap that they went through or. You know, the, the relationship, uh, the problems that were very endemic in the relationship. And you always, you know, if anybody who's ever seen this wondered why the hell they never divorced, you know, um, that kind of thing. And I'm not every relationship obviously is like that. But there are times where you wonder why two people are together and you would think that um, the, the remaining living person would feel, you know, not relieved but less pressure because they don't have to put up with this stuff anymore. And nobody wants to really think of themselves as tap dancing on the grave of the dead and in, in, in pleasure and happiness that somebody's died. But then again, you know, an, an oppressor is an oppressor. Uh, a perpetrator is a perpetrator. Getting rid of them through one way means or another is not always a bad thing. So, you know, I've been there and I have, I have a history of... People who have done me very dirty, and it's um, it's beyond what I've talked about publicly. So I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, having gotten that started, there are people who are the people that remain and are still living. Um, sometimes, not always, but sometimes start viewing the dead person as the best thing since sliced bread and 
you know, oh my God, they're, they're, they're a saint now. They're wonderful. They're, they're not who the person I thought they were because they're, because they're, uh, you know, sitting at the right hand of Jesus or take your pick. Um, what, you know, they're a saint. They're, they're creating miracles. What you take, you know, basically any deifying or elevating somebody to a new level of existence that one, they never will be because they're still the person they were in life. And B, that's just, that shit just doesn't go on the way we like to think it would. Well, certain, if you're of certain religions. So, and I realize that I'm kind of com compacting stuff here. And I'm not going, I will eventually at some point discuss deification and sanctification. But right now I'm just going to leave it to the side and just make a side note. Um, there's something deeper there and eventually I will get to it. So actually, you know what I'll do? I'll pause the podcast right now and make a note of that in the podcast topics list. Okay, in the list. So at some point I will get to it. Um, what I'm coming, what I'm really coming down to is that some off, there is a situation and uh, Ken has a very close family member who's doing just this. And uh, this person's female, so I will say she and um, I will not say more than that, apart from the fact that she is a close family member. And I can't, you know, just to protect privacy, I will not reveal anything more than that. But this person, um, in life, the relationship they had with one another was garbage. And this is me looking from the inside, as an observer, looking from, looking at the inside, from, looking from the outside in, my goodness, I can't speak, as an observer for, for many years, for you know, almost 15 years, and um, going, dude, yeah, I, I can't say anything. I can just observe. So at this point, um, it's been a while since he has um, left his body, and this family member has seemingly forgotten about all the garbage that went on when he was alive. Now, obviously I have a bit of, um, a personal interest here because this is somebody who is very dear and close to me for many reasons. And if you've listened to my past podcasts, you, you know, the history, um, and I try just to keep my mouth shut, but in this situation, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth shut just because I'm trying to keep my personal opinion out of the whole thing. Um, but watching this from a distance go down and knowing how Ken is being driven nuts and he actually had to take a break. Um, it was the, the conversation was building up on, he, I mean, we sit and talk about it obviously, cause that's what we do. We're, and, um, it was getting to a breaking point with him where he needed to actually check out for a few days and not come near anybody so he could think and figure out how to handle it. That's how bad it got. And he's figured out how he's going to do it and he's much more peaceful and he's came back and, uh, you know, made himself known, uh, last night. And it, that's just, it's, uh, interest. It, you know, how do I describe that? It's, um, you know, it's difficult to really make it understandable, but I just knew that I didn't really hear from him a whole lot for a few days, apart from the occasional check-in. 
and 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 sly comment about something and um but the the full-on connection was that wasn't there so he took a break he had to go think about this he had to go figure out how to relate to it it pissed him off what was going on because this family member literally thinks he's sitting on you know sitting at the right hand of jesus and uh, he ain't obviously he's not and this person is also elevating him into somebody he never was in life but because it was one of those situations where the distance of death makes you re-examine everything and wonder what the hell you missed out on or lost you start making this person out into something that they're not because it's just how it works in some people's minds so this is an extreme example and he did ask me to talk about this because it's um it's it doesn't help the living live their lives they don't um, move forward they don't find new partnerships they don't find new relationships new friendships when they hold on to the memory of somebody they lost to this to this degree and uh something that needs to be pointed out is that um when i say holding on the, the people the dead person is not being held on to they're not being prevented from moving forward that's just not the case here and it doesn't work like that um, unless somebody lets themselves get held on to because they don't recognize their own free will but the living by and large can grieve as hard as they want and try to hold on to the memory as much as they want but the deceased person will doesn't have to um, it doesn't get stuck by that doesn't get held back they don't get they can still do what they want move around and be free to do as they please so in that regard no that's not like that's not like that what this family member has done has um in when he was alive never realized what he actually offered and now that he's gone and she's lost it has um you know it's, it's just kind of gone crazy so and it's just me telling you this and it's a he said she said but i wouldn't have really known much about this except he told me and he asked if i would do a podcast and use this as an example of why it's just not a good idea to put somebody who's who's dead into a whole new light into treating them like they're you know something that they never were because to the dead they are who they were when they're alive they're you know as ken says I'm still me. I just got some special sauce about me that, you know, makes me a little different and I can, you know, I'm not bound by the laws of Newtonian physics anymore. BFD. You know, I am, if you were to come up to me and ask me a question about barbecue, I'd be like, oh yeah, and I'd bore you to tears talking about it because he loved, he loved his barbecue and he was a pas very passionate about it. So, and, you know, I'd sit there and listen for a half hour as he talked about his latest uh, uh, experiments. It was actually kind of cool, but anyway. Um, so, that's what the dead do. They do what they did in life, but they don't become something elevated. As much as um, the living, some certain, certain living people would have it. And it doesn't really help the dead in any way it doesn't make their life their their afterlife any better 
it just makes it more annoying actually to know that this person these in your in their life and in their ongoing existence is still engaging in this behavior and as a result they are much less interested in coming around and hanging out and being in their these people's uh presence because you know it's just would you would you as a living person want to deal with that if if you're not an egotistical human being would you really want to deal with that most people probably would get sick of it and want it and it's like okay i'm checking out for a while i'm gone we'll talk later i don't need you to talk to, to, to raise me up like that it's the same thing for the dead they do not care to be raised up by and large now dictators you know that's another thing that's another story maybe i'll get to that someday you know so we there's always exceptions to the rule but uh, by and large, you know, the average person does not, you know, they just want to be left to be who they are, not forced into this whole idea that they're somebody they're not. So on that note, with regards to this close family member, he had, it got so bad, like I said, he really did have to go and check out for a while and figure out how to deal with it, if he should deal with it, and um, make his mind, and it's he's resolved it. And the solution is, is that barring a major incident or an emergency, he's not going to check, going to be near them unless he has to. You know, it, it's just, it's that has to cut them out of his own life that is as it stands that because he, he can't handle being around him so it's just like all right done can't go there so it's kind of a shame but this is what happens so people you know this is like you said this is a cautionary tale i mean yeah obviously we're here because we're looking for proof of life after death and we're looking to normalize it and we're looking to, you know, wrap our heads around it. And here I am talking about, like, this is normal everyday stuff and, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The dead are hanging around the living? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? They're, your fa they're our family. They check on us all the time. They want to see what's going on in our lives. And they don't really always want to miss out on the on the day-to-day. Um, there's some who cannot handle being close to the family like this because it hurts too much and they do move on and stay out of reach and move on by a mean that it's like they move into, they, they engage fully in the life on the other side that it's a version of the life here that they had here. And, um, you know, they check in now and again, they get their emails, they get letters, they get, uh, texts, however they want to get thoughts that people are thinking about them. And when something's going down, yeah, they'll show up. But by and large, some many people will just keep, will just go kill time. Then you have people like Ken who are very engaged in what goes on on this side, and that's okay too. There's no rules that say that you know you can't hang out with the living. It's you know, it's just don't be a jackass about it. Uh, anyway, I have to throw that in there, <clears throat> and um. The because uh, there's a certain because if anybody's listening, the Tony has been cut out, and who knows if I'll ever decide to talk to him again. Probably not in this lifetime. So that's uh, it's an aside in case people are wondering about hey, what's what's going on with Tony? And it's like, yeah, I'm done. If there was something that happened that was 
not in my favor and yeah i don't need him screwing up my friends lives either because it's a long story but he was all right enough sidetracking back to the topic at hand um with ken that's pretty much about it he just wants it to be known don't that the people that try to discourage people from holding on to the memory of the dead don't lionize them don't put them on a pedestal don't think that there's something that they're not they're not changed the only thing that's changed about them is that they don't have a body anymore they've left the, the body is the shell they've left their shell behind and you know that's but the what's what made them who they were when they're alive is still very much extant and that person is still there and you know as ken will say i'm just i'm just me I'm not anybody special. Don't think of me like that, please. And honestly, I don't. But some people do. Um, now that's his moral, his story. That's his tale that he wanted uh, wanted to get out there. And um, I've got a side, another side to that, because um, and it's I found it very interesting. So, uh, and this is why I'm talking about it. A friend of mine was showing me a picture of uh, herself in a graveyard next to her mother's gravestone, actually. And um, <clears throat> this is before she started really understanding what, I've been, what I was saying about, well, the graveyards are just repositories for the shell, of the, which is the body. And when you don't need your shell anymore, you know, because it can't handle, it can't hold you any longer, you leave it behind. And um, that's obviously death. So now she's not necessarily going to the graveyard for worship. It's just this is how people grieve. And this is every once in a while she needs to feel she feels the need to be near her mother's physical remains. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. The um, those on the other side understand this and they're not about to say, you know, it's like, now, they're not about to say don't visit, but they will say, I'm not there anymore. My body may be there, but who I am is not. So knock yourself out, but you're not going to find me here. And um, it's, that's why graveyards can get spooky, because actually the stuff that's in a graveyard is, is not stuff you want to run into, even as a psychic medium. Um, but that, again, another story for another time. Um, so she was in the graveyard, and she... In behind her was this very elaborate headstone. It was a big piece of black granite that was laser carved with an image that had to do with what this person's uh, job was in life, what, what he loved doing. And <clears throat> around this was like uh, those solar lanterns and there was some toys that... Uh, no, that represented what he did and um i'm looking at that going um that gravestone and behind you that's a bit much and she's like oh yeah and she explains that this is uh, also a family members of hers and i'm like going um yeah he's not really happy about it <laughs> And it's not that he doesn't appreciate what people went out and did, but it's kind of uh, over the top and too much because he was just a humble dude. And, you know, I'm she's um, she had no problem here getting let me telling her this because she understands herself. And 
um, it was like, yeah, I know. And she felt it was also a little under, she not felt, but she was understanding about the over the topness of it. And it was interesting because it was an, I don't know this person. He was not coming in too close. I could just feel his sadness and disappointment, really. And the, the fact that people felt the need to do that for him. Because in his mind, it wasn't necessary. He would have been happy with a simple headstone with his name and date of birth and date of death on it. You know, and sure, the living are welcome to do little graveyard trinkets to make them feel better and visit it. And they're not going to, no dead person is going to say, you can't do that. Um, but again, going to this lengths of, of worship, which is really what this is, to spending um, money that is not always in, uh, in, how do I put it? Money can be scarce for these for this family, um, and it's a little harder to come by. And then they put the money into this gravestone when they could have really used this money for other things, in his estimation, anyway. Went into this, and it for him, it just was not who he was as an individual. Um, and, you know, it makes him uncomfortable. So... Again, now it is a bit of a form of, it is kind of worshiping the dead, and I'm going to address the flip side of that from the human's version, the, the living's version, excuse me, and, um, you know, point some things out that, um, yes, we do not need to hold on to the dead in the sense that, you know, that they're turned, we turn them into the saints and deities and stuff like that. It's not necessary. And, um, it's easier to relate to somebody who's passed and you're still trying to keep a connection with them as if they were still alive. Treat them like, you know, the human being they were and the person you knew because they still very much are and there's nothing really different about them. So it's not a good idea to go crazy and think of them as um, something they're not because it, it, it can actually interfere with the ongoing relationship that you have with them. And then even when it's time for you to come home and you see them again and they're just who you, they were in life, it's just like, well, wait a minute. Why don't you have a halo over your head? Or why don't you have wings sprouting on your back? Well, that's just mythology. Yeah, it gets a little, it, it, can, it can make for uncomfortable moments. But ultimately, ultimately, we do not need to sanitize memories um, it's okay to speak Ill, Ill of the dead, which a lot of people think, well, the person's dead now, we can't talk about them that way. Well, absolutely, you can. Please, by all means, if somebody was a complete jerk in life and they died, you don't have to think of them as a nice human being. You don't have to think of them as a nice person, because they're still a jerk even in death. It doesn't change. It's annoying, but it's what happens. We retain who we are, and if you're a jerk in life, you're a jerk in death. So, um... Don't think that there's a need to um, change these people into something that they weren't. Speak all of the dead. Speak plainly about them. You know, if you if you were in the habit of ball busting somebody in life, ball bust them in death because it's what they expect, and that's what makes it fun because you can't hear the response. Well, most people can't, um, and sometimes people do without realizing it. Anyway, so the. Um, 
when it comes to the graveyard stuff and people who do what they need to do for the dead, I really can't say that people shouldn't do it because honestly, it's how everybody wants, needs to grieve. It's what they feel they need to do to honor the, de the memory of the deceased. And sometimes maybe it's a, sh it's a showing off uh, to other people, but maybe sometimes it's not. And it's just, you know, you have to leave somebody with the best possible memoriam to last through the hundreds of years before the, the weather wipes away the image. You know, you want people to know in the future who this person was. You know, it's, it's, there's any number of reasons. So I won't say that people should not spend scarce dollars on this stuff, but maybe think about what they, what you put into, they, what gets put into the memorials. So, and I know a lot these days, a lot of people are moving towards cremation for their remains as it stands. So, um, the memorials might be not as common, but they're still going to happen. People are still going to want their remains buried and they're still going to need a headstone. So had to pause a moment there because water went down the wrong pipe. Anyway, so grieve as you will. Memorialize people as you will. Just f as I will repeat for the umpteenth freaking time because my head is going in circles because I can't push it out and get into another area of this topic because it must not be much else there. <laughs> Memorialize the dead as you see fit. Just don't turn them into something they're not. Just always remember they are the person that you loved or the person that you couldn't stand and they or the person that you sometimes loved and sometimes hated. They are who they are. They don't change just because they don't have a body. Maybe they're less intense, but otherwise... You know, the passions are still there, the hates, the loves, the, the joys, the highs, the lows. You know, they're still all there. So relate to that person as you knew them in life. And on that note, um, I am, cannot really pull down any more information on this one. But it was asked, for, like I said, it was asked by Ken to do this. And there was another example that I have seen. And um, it's food for thought. And maybe not one of my better podcasts, but it was not going away until I got it out. So hopefully I can stop thinking about this topic and start thinking about other topics. Again, uh, as always, I take requests for topics from the dead and the living. <laughs> if you have something you want me to address or anything that you're curious, curious about, feel free to contact me through my email um, and let me know. And uh, I will uh, get on to it. Otherwise, the plan for the next podcast is to talk about parents and children that perish together. Um, it was, um, it's like, it's, I hesitate to talk about these topics because to me they're a little sensitive, but maybe if it gives peace of mind to people, I'd be happy to bring, uh, make a podcast out of it. Uh, I've never raised any kids and I am, I will not um, give myself the, how I put it, the credit of knowing what the relationship between a mother, a, a parent and a child is like, because I've only been a child, never a parent. So we'll talk about that one and um, make it maybe a little less scary and uh, upsetting, hopefully. That would be the goal anyway. So until next time, and um, I will be getting this out on the next podcast out Sunday night, hopefully, 
Um, and uh, we'll talk about it then, and I will try to stick to my schedule, as I promised. So anyway, you all have a good one. You stay safe, and until the next podcast, be well and be merry.